if anybody has seen here. Huh? Huh? We were going to watch uh, The Princess Bride, but we'll come back to The Princess Bride. March 23rd, here. We are having, not here, over there. We're having a work day, March 23rd. So you've got a church service day. That's a Saturday. We'll start about 8 o'clock. What happened? Um, 8 o'clock over in the worship center, work day. The worship night is the 24th. That's Palm Sunday. That's going to be over in the other building when Grant uh, will play like his heart is falling out. Um, if you guys went to the Hardensburg one, you know what we're in for for that one. Uh, that is also going to be a night of testimony. If any of you guys have something you want to share, youth worker or... Aha! Youth worker or uh, one of the youth, if you guys have something you want to share that night, let me know. If you got a song you want to hear Grant and the worship band do, you let us know that part too. So, without further ado, I know this will make you happy. Sound! Oh yeah! I did this special for you at Loops. Oh yeah. <laughs> Makes my pants wiggle. presenter experiment so all right this week uh where did we end up 
This week we're going to do part two of choosing your friends wisely. Huh? Are we in a what? Huh? Oh, the caution tape? Yeah, caution. Choose your friends wisely. Um, one of the greatest movies. Friends, Romans, Countrymen's Lend Me Your Ears. We're going to talk about who has your ear today. That, um, for the old people, is a great movie. Does anybody know who that is? Does anybody know who that is? That is Skippy John Jones. Yes, it is Skippy John Jones. Does anybody know who Skippy John Jones is? Beth, you don't know who Skippy John Jones is? When you guys get home, Google, don't Google, get on YouTube and look up Skippy John Jones. Skippy John Jones is a Siamese cat whose ears are too big for his body and head is too big for his body and he thinks that he is a chihuahua. And so he bounces around his house fighting imaginary Spanish conquistadors dressed up as a chihuahua. And he loves mice and beans. So when you guys get home, you have to look him up because he's awesome. Lend me your ears. You have to be careful who you give your ear to. That's kind of gross, but it works. All right. So that's what, that's what we want to talk about. Last week we talked a little bit about the company you kept and keeping wise counsel. Um, this week we're going to talk about the people that you pay attention to. Psalms, I, I always, I told Andrew today, I always find it interesting, the first chapter of any book of Scripture, or the first couple of lines of any chapter of any book of Scripture. I always find it really interesting to see what the first thing is that's put in there. This is Psalm 1-1. This is the first line of the first Psalm. Um, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on this law he meditates daily. So the question is, who's in your ear? We're going to go back to this just a little bit. Um, this is a progression. And the way I want you guys to think about this is we talked last week or the week before about God's rules, God's world's God's rules. And one of the things we talked about was inertia. That if you're moving in a certain direction, you don't change direction unless something acts on you. This is kind of the same theory. So look at the progression of this and think it through. The man who walks, the man who stands, the man who sits. If you and I are on a walk somewhere together, or we run into each other in the mall, or we run into each other in Walmart, and we start walking through Walmart together, we can have a nice, casual conversation. If we need to have a more in-depth conversation, we're going to stop, and we may stand there in Walmart and talk to each other. And that conversation gets a little more in-depth. When it gets really, really in-depth is when you get comfortable and you sit down and you talk. And that's when you really start to get the picture of something. This is a progression. If you, let's take, I don't care, um, we'll take smoking. We'll take smoking. If you hang around with a bunch of people that smoke, you walk with them, eventually you will spend enough time around them that you think, hey, I'm going to try this, so you'll stand with them. And at some point, you're really going to get into it, which means you will sit down with them and get comfortable. That is exactly the progression that we're talking about. Walk means we're just having a casual conversation. 
stand, which means we're getting a little more serious about what we're doing, and setting, which means we're getting comfortable with each other. So let's talk about the terms. Walks in the ways of the wicked, morally, uh, very bad, disgustingly unpleasant, causing or likely to cause harm, distress, or trouble. That is the one of these three that I want you all to keep in mind. Um, there is somebody in every one of your classes, there is somebody in every one of your workplaces, there is somebody in every one of your all's lives that you know bad news. I don't need to spend, I don't need to spend time with that person. You know it. I don't have to tell you. Your parents don't have to tell you. Your teachers don't have to tell you. You know. Likely to cause harm, distress, or trouble. Stands in the way of sinners. One who transgresses against the law of God. That one is nice and simple. There's a very, very, very easy way to determine if the person that has your ear is leading you in a biblical direction. And that would be, ironically, to pick up your Bible and check. Because I can promise you the answer to that question is going to be in there. If somebody is asking you to do something, or tempting you to do something, or telling you to do something, and you can't find a biblical justification for that, then chances are they're leading you in a direction that you don't want to go. There's only two ways you're going to know that. One of them is to pick it up and study it, and the other one is to spend some time in serious prayer thinking about it. Alright, this is the one I really want to spend some time on. A scoffer. One who jeers or mocks or treats something with contempt or calls out in derision. Um, I want you to think about, in class, everyone has the one person in class that every time something is said, there's a comment about it. Every time the teacher says something, there's an under-the-breath comment about it. Every time somebody, one of the kids, says something that's a little off, there's an under-the-breath comment about it. There's a cutting remark. There's a put-down. There's a smart-aleck comeback. There's something. That kid is in every one of your all's classrooms. And if you can't figure out and find who the kid is, let me give you a hint. It might be you. If you can't figure out who that person is in your classroom, it might be you. That's very, very, very possible. That is what we're talking about. When you guys get out in the world, in the workplace particularly, you get out into church particularly, you will have people that everything is a comment. Everything is, I can't believe they did it this way. I can't believe this was what we did. Why are we doing it that way? That's dumb. That's stupid. Why is this going on? That goes on in your classrooms right now. It goes on in the adults' workplaces right now. That is exactly what this is talking about. Do not sit in the company of that person. One of the things that we talked about, I think, two weeks ago is that bad company corrupts good morals, and that's very true. You are, or you will be, who you hang around with. I told you guys, if you all hung out with a bunch of people who drank and you're dumb enough to think I'm not going to drink, you're delusional because you will, I promise. Because peer pressure is a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. You will move closer to whatever it is that you spend time with. If that is the group of kids that you hang around with, if that is the group of adults that you hang around with, you will become that. It is inevitable. 
There is no way around that. That falls under the God's world's, God's rules parameter. Sir? If it's your mom or dad that's the scoffer and the derisive person, let me think about that one. We might talk about that one in a second. This one really bothers me because I see this all the time. Okay? I was that kid. All right? I was the kid that sat in the back of the classroom and had a comment for everything. All right? I was the kid who ragged every teacher, who picked on every adult, who gave every youth worker a fit. I was that kid. This one hits really close to home for me because what happens is you get to the point that you're about 25, 28, maybe 30, and finally somebody teaches you you're really not as funny as you think you are, and it's not a pleasant experience. So this one really, really hits home for me. I come into the schools and I work with you guys and I sit and I see what goes on and I always pick that kid out because I like them because they're me. And I know exactly what they're doing. And I'm telling you, that person exists in every circle that you find yourself in. What my advice that I would give to you is... You be very, very, very careful who you give your ear to. Now, this is a really gross picture, but it's very point. It's very, it works very well. Because here's the thing. There, there's, and I get a kick out of this because people, you get, like you watch, I'm a news nut. So you watch the news and your people start talking about freedom of speech. And you know what? There is freedom of speech. There is not freedom to be heard. I don't have to listen to you. You're welcome to talk. I don't have to hear you. That's what this is. You can't take my ear. You can't walk up to me and take my attention, and take my ear, and put things in my head that I don't want in there. I have to give it to you. I have to willingly sit down and say, I'm going to hear you out and listen to what you have to say. I'm going to hear you out, and I'm going to sit, and we're going to talk about it, and I can promise you, if you sit with that long enough, that will become you. Guaranteed, every time. If you hang out with people long enough, you will turn into what they are. Now, that works both directions. That works good, and it works bad. You hang around with people who fill your ear full of biblical advice, godly advice, comments that build up and not cut down, and you will move closer to that person. This law is unavoidable. But the point of the nice, gross picture is I can't take it from you. That is your choice. You have to give me your ear. If you don't give it to me, I can't tell you anything. You have to sit down and take the time to hear me out. So, this was the analogy that Andrew gave me today when Andrew and I were talking through this. He said he had a pastor that always used to talk about, about whose living room are you sitting in? So, if you guys come over to my house and you flop down in my living room, we're going to have a pretty good time and we're going to talk about sports and we may watch a little bit of stuff on television. Um, but you're going to get comfortable and you're going to settle in. And this is the question that Andrew asked me today and the, the pastor that he heard teach this, this was the question that he asked his congregation. Is you got to think about whose living room you're sitting in. Who are you comfortable with? Who you hang out with? 
Whose advice do you take? One of the uh, best lines, and we'll probably do financial peace with you guys for kids at some point, but one of the best lines in a, in a Dave Ramsey book is you don't take money advice from broke people. Okay? You don't take health advice from a doctor who's overweight. Okay? You don't take marital advice from somebody who just got divorced. Okay? You don't take advice on how to be peaceful and spiritual and live the kind of life that I want for you guys to have when you hang around and listen to people who don't live that kind of life. It doesn't work that way. If people don't have it, they can't fill you up with it and they can't give it to you. So be very careful about who you give your ear to and be very careful about whose living room you're sitting in. We talked last week or the week before about inertia and how inertia, the God's laws of physics, actually apply to everything, including your spiritual life. If you're moving in a certain direction, you have inertia, and something has to push you to make you move. Something has to act on you to change your path. Okay? One of Newton's laws of motion is an object at rest tends to stay at rest. If you walk in and you sit in the company of scoffers, the only thing that will get you out of that circle is a conscious decision to get up and move. You will not accidentally not be there anymore. You have to choose to leave that company. You have to choose to take your ear back. I wish I could have a picture where they were taking their ear back. You have to choose to take your ear back and get up and leave. The only way you're going to get out of that situation is to remove yourself from it. So, when you guys go to small groups, I want you to think about the friends that you hang around with. Because I'm in your all school enough, and this is the part that you guys don't realize, especially the middle schoolers. I'm in the middle school enough that I know who your circle of friends are. I can probably sit with each one of you and name four or five people that you spend the most time with during the day. Um, I would say I could do that for every one of the middle schoolers, and I could probably do it for a bunch of the high schoolers. Um, you all need to think about this. You guys need to think about the same thing that we've talked about a couple of weeks. Are the little incremental steps that you're taking moving you toward the person you say you want to be? You remember me telling you your intention doesn't matter. Where you intend to end up makes absolutely no difference. The decisions you make and the steps you take are what are going to lead you in a direction guaranteed every time there's no way around it. So this is something for you to think about. What do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? Um, I've told this story, I don't know if I told this story to you two or not, to y'all or not, but my dad is, was one of the best people I've ever met. My dad had 400 people crammed into his funeral in a church that held about 100 people right down the road. Okay? That's the man I want to be. So I ask myself, in a lot of cases, how would he feel about the decision I'm about to make? I pray about it. He's one of the godliest men I've ever met. I pray about it. I spend time in the Scripture about it. And I ask myself, is this the kind of decision that, that would make that man proud of me? Because he's the kind of guy I want to be. So the person that you all want to be that you look up to, that if you said, if I could be like that guy or that girl, I would ask you, one, are they a good role model to model yourself after? You have to give that some serious thought. If you want to grow up to be Lady Gaga, I really don't have a whole lot of hope for you, particularly if you're a guy. Sorry, guys. 
You have to think if they are a role model that you want, are they really somebody that you want to grow up to be like? And then you have to seriously think about, are the people I'm hanging around with and the decisions I'm making and the things I'm tolerating and putting up with, are they moving me to that or are they moving me away from it? Because I've told you guys this, particularly the boys, but I've told you guys this over and over and over again. You have got to guard what goes into your head because it will not come out of your head. That applies to the stuff on computers that scares me to death. And that also applies to the things that people say to you. If somebody sits down with Connor or somebody sits down with Luke and they start yapping about how bad of a guy their dad is, you know what's going to happen if they sit there and listen to that very long? Eventually, they're going to start to wonder how good of a guy their dad is. If you sit down with a bunch of people who start talking about how their seventh grade math teacher drives them absolutely insane, eventually you're all going to think your seventh grade math teacher drives you absolutely insane. If you guys sit down with a group of people who start talking about the fact that your guy who's your stand-in youth pastor has absolutely no idea what he's doing, then you're going to start thinking, you know what, really, my good guy has absolutely no idea what he's doing. When you guys grow up and get out in the church world, and you start hearing, your pastor doesn't know what he's doing, and you listen to that long enough, eventually you're going to go, man, my pastor doesn't know what he's doing. You get into the working world, and people start doing that with your boss. Man, our boss is an idiot, and I can't believe that that guy made these kind of decisions, and what kind of moron is running this company? And it, you know what? You could have the greatest job in the world. I've had a couple of things that would qualify people would think were the greatest jobs in the world. You could have the greatest job in the world, and I can promise you three months of listening to somebody in your ear every day about how big of an idiot the guy you work for is, you're going to think he's the biggest idiot on the planet, and you're going to hate what you do. I promise. When you all go to college, if you guys hang around with a bunch of people who start talking about how miserable they are and how homesick they are and how bad college stinks and how they wish they were back in Brett County, you know what you're going to do? You're going to go, man, college stinks, and I'm miserable, and I wish I was back in Brett County. It is an unbreakable rule. If you let people in your ear, you will listen. You will become the things that you allow in your head. So, got off on a tangent. When you guys break up into small groups, start seriously thinking about that little circle of friends that you all run with. What are they putting in your head? And who are you giving your time to? And who are you giving your ear to? And I want you all to think about whether or not that group of people is going to move you closer or further away from the person that you say you want to be. Are they moving you closer to God? Or are they moving you further away from God? We talk about this in here all the time, and you guys will hear me say this as long as I have you. You cannot. You cannot stay the same. You cannot stay the same. In any area of anything, you cannot stay the same. You either get better or you get worse. Your grades either improve or they get worse. Your schoolwork either gets better or it gets worse. How well you do at home in your chores either gets better or it gets worse. Your physical condition either gets better or it gets worse. Your spiritual condition will either get better or worse. It cannot stay the same. So are the people that you hang around with and the people that you give your ear to filling you full of stuff that moves you closer to the person that you want to be or does it move you further away from the person that you want to be? Um, I know that's not an easy thing to sit and think about, but that's kind of what I want you guys to roll around in your heads today when you guys break up and go to your small groups. Before you guys go, we got two, three things I need to tell you. Two service opportunities when you all break up out of small groups. 
One of them, who's my biggest bunch? Middle school boys. The fellowship hall, the tables need to be put up, and the chairs need to be put up. The lady that usually does that is having a baby, and she can't physically put the chairs up and down. So when you guys get done with small group, go tear the, go tear the fellowship hall down and put the chairs up. And there's about 50 chairs over in the worship center that need to be put away, stacked up. Here's the catch on that over there, though, guys. If we get that done, that means that there's nothing on the gym floor. And you guys can have at the gym floor for however long you want to. So you guys can go over and play basketball or do whatever you want to over there. So, because there's only about 50 chairs left over there. So I don't care which group goes and does that, but since the middle school boys, since there's more of you all than anybody else, y'all do the fellowship, Paul, because it's a bigger job. Um, Donnie, you pray for us?